0: Hello and welcome to episode two of Salabcast. Myself, Ollie and Glenn. How are you doing,
1: Alright, yeah, it's episode two of this season and we're still in preseason, deep in preseason, season months yeah. to go to the start of the season. But yeah, again, another another week has gone by. We said we'd be back and, and there have been some departures and some arrivals.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what we'd talk about. <laughs> and now we've got well, I've just changed the size of the font, but we're on four pages of oh, notes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, plenty going on with the club. Obviously mostly off the pitch. Um, because obviously we haven't started playing any games yet—not um, any, any real games, anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we can cover the new signings, cover the departures. We've got a bit of other news to cover, and then yeah, um, you've got an re- interesting interview um, with um, South Stand flags. So that should be really interesting.
1: Yeah, Justin Gill came around to mine in the week and uh, interviewed him about the money that's been raised for that project. So we sat down and had about a fifteen-minute conversation. So we'll play that in for everybody as well, um, so that if anyone's not aware of what's really planned next season in the South Stand, they can get up to speed on it. So yeah, yeah, lots to go for, really, Ollie. Because obviously Brian did yeah. an interview as well, so we've got that to go through. So I, I suppose it's the best thing to do, let's crack on. That's Nolan! It's bitter John Nolan. Shrewsbury Town, the team who've stood tall amongst giants in League One this season.
0: So, first part we're gonna cover is um departures, but departure. Yes. One departure this week. Um and Lee Angle left. Um so I did um, a funny tweet and just said um, you know, with some gifts. you know, please share your feedback. And it's fair to say they're all very funny and they're all pretty negative. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. And, yeah, what's your kind of view on Lee Angle leaving, Glenn?
1: Well, I mean, I've not been a huge fan over, over the season he was with us. You know, he, he scored a couple of goals at the start and then drifted out of things and... I don't think it's someone we're, we're too upset to lose, but for me personally, I think that what we've brought in in terms of strikers um, has obviously pushed him down the pecking order, and he's got himself a decent move, I think, to Leighton Orient. Um and so I think it's one of those ones that probably works best for both parties, but um, I think I think a lot of town fans, that the reaction that I sort of saw online goes back a little bit to what happened when he left to go out to loan on Mansfield last season, where he sort of half-burnt all his bridges anyway by saying some really stupid not stupid but some some foolish things about um going to that club and, and what it meant compared to where he was. So I don't think anyone's gonna lose any sleep over it and um yeah, I've no doubt you'll go on to Lake Norry and start bagging goals and goals and goals like all strikers we let go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> At least he's not in the same league. You never know no. might get to play him in the um, in a cup or something. But um yeah, he he actually went on loan to Lincoln Glynn, after must. Oh
1: was it Lincoln, sorry, uh, I was, yes saw was Yeah
0: but and he only played two games yeah, he so did. it wasn't really very successful. He played 17 for us, which is really odd. It doesn't seem like he played that many, but yeah, mm. anyhow. Oh, well, so yeah, got... he he's moved on, yep. and yeah, I'm sure he won't be the last player to move on, and we've still got a... A, a bloated squad as you can say.
1: Yeah, we should just mention here I suppose the rumors around Grant that we briefly mentioned last week but they've not gone away and it, the vibe that's come through the press and then some of the things we're reading is that you know possibly it's the football club looking to offload Grant now for whatever reason. So I I'm now certain he won't be here at the start of the season whereas obviously last week when we were talking about it we thought hopefully we'd like to retain him I, I can't see Grant being here now Ollie. No,
0: yeah, the rumors are that he's transfer listed. Uh, we don't know if that's true or no, not but no. yeah, rumors are he's transfer listed. And he hasn't hasn't appeared on any of the images. And that's not to say he isn't there, but you know, evidence suggests we haven't seen him on all the images and videos that has been shared. The,
1: the club confirmed he wasn't there, Ollie, and he's been missing, you know, a, a first week of training with dental problems, so um, he hasn't been there, Ollie. So whether you believe that or not, I don't know, but um, uh, certainly there's, there's, an odd story. there's enough smoke, you know, without the fire at the moment to make you think that probably something's being sorted out for him to leave the football club. So yeah, yeah interesting because you know we were very positive and, and high on, on Grant at the, at the start of last season and probably through to Christmas time and. Probably didn't go quite as well from after Christmas, did it? So it's one of those ones where you can see the class in him, but you can also see how he faded away. And it's a 50-51 about whether he leaves or stays, about how, how bothered he'd be, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I haven't thought about it a bit more. I'm, yeah, mm. whatever.
1: We'll talk about that when it happens, because I'm sure it will. Yeah, so. exactly. But coming in, Ollie, so, positive.
0: Positive news, yeah, looking forward, positive news. So, um, Shrewsbury Town, and first signing, yeah, Ryan Giles, which has been going on for a while, there's been a lot of rumours. Yep. He signed from Wolves on a season-long loan. He actually made his debut, his full-team debut against Shrewsbury in the FA Cup.
1: Like Tyrese Campbell. So
0: uh, at Shrewsbury, yeah. At um, uh, uh, the Gay Meadow. Gay okay, Meadow. Yeah. A <laughs> That was funny. Yeah, the Meadow. I don't know why he said Gay Meadow. That's mm-hmm. really funny. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a left wing-back in his youth. He played as a left winger. Um, but given Wolves' style of play, they've retrained him mm. as a left wing-back. Um, so he was born in Telford, so another Shropshire lad um he's 19 <laughs> and he went on loan to Telford um and then he's been in their their youth system um and it's Wolves don't really loan players out so i think it's quite yeah it's a positive move are you pleased with this one glenn
1: yeah, uh, yeah i yeah i'd say we kind of known i think it was going to be happening for for a while but it's good to get that over the line now cuz um, I think he's a very talented, talented young player, isn't he? And someone who probably has got a bit of a better future ahead of him. So, getting a season out of him at the, at the age of nineteen, where he's probably maturing now into a bit more of an experienced player, and getting some games under his belt helps out Wolves as well. I think it's a it's a good move for both clubs. And I think of everyone we signed so far, he's certainly one. I'm, I'm probably looking forward to seeing him play more more than anyone at the moment. He. he he's got a, a bit of pedigree behind him I think in terms of what people are expecting of him Ollie.
0: yeah definitely and um, yeah it's funny the um Chan training ground is closer to his home mm, yeah. um, than Walls' training ground so it's <laughs> important for that you know, you, you know it, it might sound silly but you know not having to because I, I travel to London a lot and you know sitting in the car for hours is pretty tiring so that's good obviously for recovery and yeah he hasn't got to move so that's that's a positive so what does Sam Ricketts have to say so we've been following him for a while and I basically knew him from his coaching at Walls, and it's a great signing he's highly regarded at Wolves and they have big hopes for him mm-hmm. in principle it's agreed months ago but you know he's a prize asset and then he basically goes on to say there's a lot of people at Wolves um so it takes quite a while to kind of get these things these things kind of through yeah a bit. Um, the club have a very good record of developing players you know in terms of us and that's the re- one of the reasons why he's come um he said that Jars had a huge number of clubs um from the league above as well after him but he's come to us um he said he's probably not ready for 60 games and then there's some questions. Um, from the media about that and you know he, Sam Rickett's very obviously um, you know the, the politician that he is and gave a very kind of clear answer you know he wasn't questioning the player or you know saying he's not fit enough or anything it's about you know 60 games for a young kid for he's only 19 is a lot Yeah, um, mentally and also running you probably do a little bit more running as well at a left wing back potentially than some other positions mm. um, so yeah you know he's obviously got him in for obviously to play first team football but um, yeah I don't think a, a 19 year old should necessarily be playing 60 games anyway
1: well I like the fact that Ricketts is just talking about it. Sixty games. He must be thinking we're going to go on a couple of good cup runs and get the playoff final again. So he's he's obviously very positive about how many games we're going to play. But yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing to take out of what Ricketts said is that trust. Again, another club trusting us with what is, as I say, as he says, a prized asset. And we'll come to Max O'Leary in a minute, which I feel like probably falls under a similar bracket. And the work with Doherty, and and we've got such a long list of players from from big clubs now who have got have been highly rated and have trusted us to have them. You know, we used to just go through loans under Graham Turner like they were going out of fashion, and they were from the conference.
0: Especially those month loans. Yeah,
1: now it seems very focused. We really do seem yeah, to go out. Strategical. Yeah, Henderson exactly. and and Ben Godfrey. You can name so many good players now that we've been getting on loan and, and that does put the testament down to the work the club have done to grow the training facilities, the ability for us to, to train up players in an environment that's obviously way down from what premiership clubs have but maybe a sort of microcosm of a, of a model of what they might get there so a yeah. lot of credit to the football club for being able to take us into that sort of next sphere really
0: yeah I saw an interesting comment um, online um, some, I can't remember if it was a blogger or a journalist writing about how good Shrewsbury are at spotting youngsters as well mm. yeah. and making reference to Godfrey and Henderson so fair credit to the analyst for that um, what did Giles himself have to say? He's very happy to get it done. Um, he's, he said he's really enjoyed playing um, left wing back. He's been at war since he was seven. And, you know, Sam Ricketts is a great coach and a good role model. He's looking forward to getting it done. Yeah. Again, he's, you know, he's looking forward to get going. Oh no, he said the fans were really good when he played at Shrewsbury in the FA Cup. Oh, yeah. And he's aimed to get as many games as he can. You know, and then, like, yeah, you know, um, Lewis Cox asked him, you know, how big is this? And he said this is a big loan for him. Mm. Interestingly, just going back to Sam Ricketts' comments, um, Lewis Cox did ask, you know, is defensively something he needs to work on and um, yeah, I think we're getting used to Sam Ricketts. He didn't say he didn't say he needed to because that would give a headline. Yeah, um, he said yeah he needs to develop in lots of ways. Okay, um, he didn't comment on his defensibility but yeah, you know, I think that's I think that's a given. Um, and, and with Goldborn and you know with other seasoned you know pros around the club, I'm sure he'll um, I'm sure he'll develop
1: well. Yeah, and he will know Goldborne from Wolves as well, only, And I suppose that, that there's, there's going to be a, a sort of someone good to learn off there, really, isn't there? And, and the connections yeah. he's got with the football club. And, and I know you've also asked Mark Elliott, who's obviously seen him play for Telford quite yeah. a lot as well, um, for his comments, but. Before you get to that, and I was just reading through them on the agenda. But I'd always understood from what I'd read from Wolves reporters and and people you're talking about Ryan Giles that his attacking abilities are something to to be treasured as well. So, um, looks sounds like he's got a pretty good cross on him. So that's the sort of thing that Morrison particularly is going to be thriving on, isn't it? This season, if we end up playing with wing backs, so um, I can see him starting week in week out. Um, and, yeah. and Goldborne playing the games where he needs a rest. Yeah, and
0: that's just made me think of you know one of the criticisms we had last season, wasn't it, when we had Bolton and Goldborne, that the delivery from the wing backs were was you know was um, not good Poor. enough it was poor yeah Yeah, that's fair Mm. Um, you know we need a better you know better delivery and one of the things that Charles says that you know he really enjoys dribbling with the ball one of his strengths is getting the ball in the box and crossing Mm. so yeah and he like he says he like he wants to get the fans you know um, off their feet so off their feet you know off their seats so yeah it sounds like something very positive Mm. Uh, Mark Elliott was very complimentary about him he says he's very very quick very direct you know a winger and playing wing back rather than a forward pushing up so you know he's got a strength his game he's got a good cannon of a shot and a bit of a swagger. A lot of energy. Um, And then he goes on to say, you know, he's obviously local and a lot of of enthusiasm. You know, he's never seen tested defensively, and you have to cope with the physical. A physical, you know, full men's season playing League One, yeah, so he's really high, highly rated and he's been around the first team for a while. Um, Tenchi could be a brilliant signing, and uh, basically, yeah, town need to. And then, uh, Mark makes a really good point that town need to complement you know the, the right side of the pitch as well to kind of get the best of him because if obviously if we rely just on him, mm. then he's going to get double Mark.
1: We still don't quite have that balance yet, do we? Then, no right way, no, we don't. Back. We get in there slowly, yeah, yeah. We've obviously,
0: we'll come on to next, yeah. so. Yeah, so that's a very good sign-in.
1: Yeah, it is a good sign-in, Ollie, you're right. And uh, just if you could keep the Telford chat down a little bit, that might help him. Um, just keep, keep your head down about being from Telford and like in Telford, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a lovely relationship with him. So yeah, I'm definitely excited about this one. Um, yeah, definitely. In, t- in terms of the sign-ins, you go, we go from a 19-year-old kid who's highly rated to um, possibly one of the oldest players in the football league who's highly rated, someone who was in the team of the league for League Two last year. So yeah, do you want to move on to the next sign-in, Ollie? Yeah, so
0: Joe Murphy, um, as you said, um, Irish goalkeeper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, It's interesting, 'Cause yeah, you got the team of the year point. Yeah. And then you got the fact that yeah, he is um yeah, he's obviously, you know, on in his latter thirties. <laughs> so he's a bit older. But he's a goalkeeper. He's older uh, than me. And it doesn't happen very himself. often. Yeah, well, that's pretty old. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, and, and what did Joe say? So yeah, he's delighted with the move. You know, it started three, four weeks ago that berry they were all told that they could leave. So he's here to play football. Um, he's you know, he's, he wants to be playing in the first game. Last season was tough and to get from that high to basically where they are now um, and then he refers to The Beast who's our goalkeeping coach yep. he yep. named The Beast um, so he kept in contact with him um, and then yeah what did Sam Ricketts have to say man?
1: Yeah so he said he, he basically sort of brought up that he had a fantastic season last year which has not been uh, missed by the town fans from what I've seen in the, in the reaction he um, said he played every second of every game Barry played last year so um, obviously, a fit lad um, at his age, still uh, regarded as one of the best keeps in the league. He brings experience and know-how. Has a good voice in training and is a big player in the dressing ground, dressing room. So yeah, especially with the issues they might have had with that last year, um, that says a lot. So um, yeah, it sounds, sounds like you know, obviously Ricketts is going to be positive about him. It's going to be a real battle to start that first game now with the two goalkeepers we have signed this week. But I, you know, I think that it's one of those ones where you've obviously got two very talented goalkeepers who should hopefully push each other on rather than a, a recognised one and two them having a battle yeah. this season and might push them both to to, to keep at their best or, or even go higher.
0: Yeah, and we've seen in recent years, you know, um, we've seen the, you know, when we had McGivory, he played quite a few games with Henderson. Yep. Obviously, last season, um, you know, Arnold got injured um, and goalkeeper came in. So, I don't know, it just seems, I don't know whether it's just goalkeepers who expect to do more now, but it does seem the second goalkeeper seems to play a bigger part now.
1: Mm. Yeah, it, well, I think it does, and it... it, it <laughs> I, I, you've got the Czech trade games. You've got the ability to move goalkeepers around and stuff. And and you know we've got to protect Max O'Leary. We'll come to it in a minute because he is on loan, so we're not going to be able to maybe do everything we want with him. Possibly, so I personally think that he's a. If he ends up being the backup goalkeeper and that's how it shakes out, you can't really argue. That's a, that's a good backup no. goalkeeper to have. So he's yeah, obviously going to add a little bit in the training department as well with 38 years of experience on on the world. So um, obviously work with the beast as well. So they'll they'll get a, a good connection there. So again, I can see a lot of reasons why it works as a signing. Um, I, I think I personally think he might end up being backup but who's to tell a good pre-season and you never know yep no
0: definitely um so i contacted uh, my Barry mayor who I often referred to and yes. his name's um, adam ingram okay. um, i actually posted um a interview that his sister did with um, Manchester, uh, BBC Manchester, okay. in the week. I don't know if you saw that, where she, no, no, that. How, where she asked for the refund on a season ticket Oh, at no, I did, I
1: did see that. God, we could do a lot on Barry, couldn't we, with the shambles yeah. area, But we'll, maybe we'll come to that next week if we've got no other yeah. side to talk about.
0: So what did Adam have to say? Um, so Adam, just for context, is a season ticket holder at Barry, So, you know, he's seen a lot of games. Yeah. Um, so I asked him basically what his opinion was so he said obviously our squad has been decimated but I did say that if we got promoted and we did I'd want an upgrade keeper for league one Mm. he was solid for us last season stayed injury free but as, um, as, you see, as as well as them scoring plenty of goals, they did concede quite a few. Yeah, Perhaps these are sometimes due to him not coming off his line, but experience was key at the business end of the season. Players not getting paid, etc. He was calm head alongside Neil Dance, which no doubt had seen us over the line. In my opinions, I'd love to have kept him as a number two, working towards being a future goalkeeping coach. However, I'd have just pleased to start the new season with a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, bless those guys. Oh, I do feel sorry for Barry. But yeah, obviously, you know, I think as we said, I think, it's likely to be a a backup goalkeeper. Yes, you know a superb backup goalkeeper, and if needed, a goalkeeper I'd be fairly comfortable playing in goal.
1: He's going to just be delighted to be getting his wages, isn't he? Either way, whether he plays football or not, paying
0: his mortgage, which sounds you know you know this is where you know where you know you often think of footballers as you know uh you know as you know I don't know not even human almost you know they're like you know they're commodities. Something you play on a football game, and you read and you watch and. You know, he hasn't been paying his margin, he's been struggling with his mortgage yeah. and things like that. Terrible. So yeah, it's good for him. And that's, you know, something you mentioned last week, which I think is a valid point, you know. Yeah, you, know, you come to the fantastic training ground, you know you're gonna get paid. I mean, you can just focus on your football.
1: Yep, it's, it's a much more healthy environment than, you know, as we said, maybe 10 to 15 football clubs in the Football League. And I think we need to keep battering in that point. And, and the worse it gets for clubs, the, the more stable we look. I think the better it's enabling us to, to go out there and, and sell, upsell the football club. So, yeah, I mentioned that last week. I won't labour the point, yeah. really. And, and I think, again, that comes to our, our, next, our next signing. Again, another loan. But, you know, when you talk about trust and, and talk about the things i talked about around George, you can apply all the same things to Max O'Leary, Oli.
0: Yeah, so where's he coming from? What's his age? So,
1: yeah, so he's come on a season on loan from Bristol City. Um, he's 22 years of age born in Bath so obviously Bristol City is one of the local clubs to him and he did play 14 games for Bristol last season in the Championship so he's been in in and amongst the the sort of uh, first team really so um, yeah did you
0: see the videos of him saves oh my god he made
1: one double save in there that looked amazing the ones
0: at Villa wasn't it fantastic
1: yeah really good and um you know, and I think there's a lot of I'm not sure what you've got in terms of the friends you've spoken to, but I looked online and looked at what Bristol City fans were saying, and a lot of them are saying really disappointed. It's unlikely that he would have been first choice goalkeeper this season, but they reckon he would have played games, and he would have been you know on the bench every week as their second choice goalkeeper, and so you know a Championship player essentially, as far as I'm concerned, and and we've managed to bag him for a season, and this is a this is a kid that is a current. Ireland international. He didn't quite get a cap in the last um, round of games, but he was called up to play for Ireland as one of the goalkeepers um, for the for the last round of games they had. So he's, he's technically a current international, and I I've got to go back some time for when I could find a current international we signed, or even any kind of whether it's a goalkeeper or or a, or a striker or, or any other position. So um, yeah, quite a coup for the football club, really.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair play to him. That he wants to play first-team football. Yes. Um, he's probably thinking maybe long-term. I don't know. Obviously, we're just guessing, but maybe he's thinking long-term. You know, you're going to play, you know, get a get a season in League One under your belt. Yeah. That's going to put you in a much stronger position long-term. Yeah. So, he's he's played, as you said, he's played 14 games for Bristol. I um, mean, then, as a lot of young kids do these days, Um, he's went on loan to Kidderminster Harriers and Bath City, and then he's had a couple of loan spells at Solihull Hall Moors. So... Yeah, it's good to see that he's obviously, you know, building up and he's now ready to play and um, play league one football. Yeah, and so yeah, it seems like a real coup and you know, we were talking last season about how, you know, goalkeepers on loan seems to be the new trend a bit like strikers. Um, and it certainly, you know, had a massive impact on AFC Wimbledon when they signed their goalkeeper. And having a championship goalkeeper, as we saw when we had, you know, championship players in Henderson and Godfrey, and then even a few years before then, having Woods and Golson. You know, having a few stars in the team, and you know, players that are potentially. A- Above the average level of the league, it's obviously um, a massive, massive bonus. Mm,
1: it's been it's been a few seasons since we had a, a season where we came out at the end of it thinking one of our major problems was goalkeeper. Do you not? Do you not feel like yeah. between you know we can mention Henderson and going going back quite a long way, Luke it was always one of our reliable players, and you know there's not been too many seasons. And so we do have a decent pedigree of, of goalkeepers at this football club. Luke Daniels, is another one that went on to do. Danny well.
0: Coyne, eh? Daniels yeah. maybe goes back to Danny Coyne, and you know choosing and and obviously having a sane signing keepers.
1: Mm, yeah, poss- possibly. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's something for him to live up to here Because I think that, you know, after what we saw with Henderson Fans want to take to goalkeepers And if he shows a bit of passion as well, it'll probably go down well So, yeah, again, like Giles I think this week, these are the two that I really was impressed with In terms of yeah. the signings um, But, yeah, he was very positive Like we're talking about, upselling everything at the football club He was really positive about the training ground, wasn't he, in the interview
0: Yeah, so he was very impressed He said it's a lovely place, great to get, um, get you know, great training ground um, he, he seemed impressed with the stadium He said everyone's been very welcoming him uh, essentially, wants to play. Come and basically, the instruction from the club is to play as many games as possible. So yes. that's that's good. And what does Sam Ricketts say? He said, Max is a keeper we've identified a while ago. He ended the season playing for them and a keeper of good stature and potential. Played very well for Bristol. So we would delighted to have him on board. Amazing. And obviously it's all good as well to have all these players obviously before Portugal, which we'll come on to. Mm. So um, trying to get um, some feedback so and, and view on the players as we've been doing with all the new signings. So one from a blogger and then one from a, a guy who I met on a stag do. <laughs> Brilliant, okay. Um, he's, he's, he's a Bristol City season ticket holder. His name's Ross. Okay. Um, so he's a season ticket holder of um, Bristol City. So I messaged him straight away, and he said that he's a, a really good young goalkeeper with plenty of potential. Um, he said he's surprised we're letting him go. To be honest, um, and basically, yeah, he, um, you know, if you sign him, he'll think he'll do really well. Yep. So you just echoes those points you said, Glenn, that you know most Bristol Bristol City fans were were a little bit surprised that he's gone out on loan. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, I mean, the word potential seems to be cropping up a lot with our signings this summer. And you can add, you know, Roshan Williams into that as well, can't you, in terms of potential and probably C.L. Issa and Addo. Um, You know, there's, there's, you can't say we haven't got the potential in this squad this year. You know, again, whether it's truly reflected in what we see on the pitch, I don't know. But potential is certainly one of the buzzwords from the summer so far, I think.
0: Definitely. Um, and then I asked, um, I messaged... Um Um, a guy called, a chap called, got a blogger called The Exiled Robin. Yeah. um, Asked for his opinion. Um, So he's a Bristol City blogger. And he said, Max is a young keeper with plenty of potential. He looks certain to be Bristol City regular of the future. He came to the team last season after injuries to our two senior choices, okay. and at no point did he look out of depth. A clean sheet on his debut at Brentford, follow-up later with, um, in the season with a run of games, notably the 11-game performance at Aston Villa, which led BBC veteran reporter Pat Murphy, to say it was the best goalkeeping performances he's ever seen on that level. So obviously that's really, really... Um, really A really, well, really high praise.
1: To be fair, though, I once got Pat Murphy to tweet that uh, Emil Heskey was signing with Shrewsbury because I'd seen him at Mill Garage in a Whisper, so <laughs> poor old <laughs> Pat, I did get him that day. But yeah, I mean, he's a very... He's He's a veteran reporter, isn't he? And as I say, he yeah. knows his stuff.
0: So that's, that's good to see. Exactly. On the flip side, so he's not the biggest or the most compact, com, um, commanding. So he certainly have a big centre-half protecting him on set pieces. But he obviously oh. doesn't know. Obviously, this lad doesn't know Shrewsbury. We've in, got plenty of them. Him to do. And we, I think we're safe on that. We've got some big lads to protect him um, on set, set pieces. Which is actually a really interesting point, actually. We're having like, Morrison as well in the team. You know, you'd hope that we'd be a much better defending set pieces this year. That's probably the curse. I'll touch wood.
1: <laughs> We're going to be awful at corners again because what he's taking them, he So it's fine.
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean conceding them. Oh, I see.
1: Yeah, there you go. All right, well, yeah, yeah the other end, maybe. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, um, yeah, I understand why you might have thought that. So, yeah, he said, look, perhaps he understandably, hesitant at times, a bit nervous, but it's the whole point of him getting on loan and getting engaged and getting experience. Mm. Um, so yeah, sounds like a really, really positive move. Um, move, you know, in terms of what both what Ross and um and the exiled Robin said. So yeah, a, a fantastic signing.
1: Um, it's I'm quite excited after this week you know it, it's yeah. building it's building up and uh, I
0: felt there was a lot of holes yeah um, last week and so you know we're asked some, I've seen some fans starting to like, try to put like a first 11 together um and maybe you could start to do that now, but you'd have some obvious holes. Yes, but you know, yeah, I think last Sunday, I don't I think if someone had asked that question, we'd have to refrain from answering it. We had no keepers, which virtually so. impossible because you basically have you know, goalkeeper and left wing pack missing. Mm. But we're starting to get a bit closer to that that kind of that first team, and you know, it's good. Obviously, with um, with training and you know, still quite a bit pre season to go. We've got those players in.
1: And to add to that, we obviously didn't have a signing, but we did, I think the club announced it as a signing at bloody 10.30 as usual, Ollie, just to annoy uh, the Shropshire Star. God knows what's going on there. We'll probably (laughs) come back to that down the line if things continue to be announced at 10.30. But yeah, um, Ollie Norburn, uh, obviously not a new signing, but to, to sign him up to a new deal. So we previously talked about last week Ollie might be one of the ones that someone's looking at and it seems like the club have done the right thing to tie him down. Again, not the sort of thing we see the club doing very often signing players who already got two years left to run um, to, a, to a third year to really tie them down and protect their investment. And... Um, yeah, new deal was worked on over recent weeks, and then Ollie signed it on, I think it was last Thursday, that runs to 2022. So, three more seasons of uh, Ollie Norburn. And he was fairly delighted. He said, delighted to get it done, end the recent speculation. And it means I'm going to continue to be a Supertown player for the upcoming season in the next few years. So, yeah, good commitment. It's, I'm happy to see that, Ollie. Really am.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, in Brian's interview, he said that Peter would put a few bids in, but they yeah, were no mere, nowhere near the value that they valued him. And also, the first payment was really, really low. Um, so that's obviously you know obviously helps with that. actually, the people chairman did actually mention as well on um, you know similar lines, so both yes, those did. stories tie up, so that's always nice, yeah, the people chairman said,
1: said we looked at him, but we wouldn't go that much for a player of that yeah. age, so they've got you know, I think they have their sort of rules that they must work on within their yeah. recruitment department, so yeah, I think that was that was fair to see, so yeah,
0: training, yeah, he's talking about where we are now? He said, you know it's you know it's been good training so far, we want the season to have you know a good um, good changing room some good characters and there's some good lads in there. We're all working hard and we think this is going to be a decent year. So obviously Mm. obviously they're seeing the quality of the players coming in, um, which obviously they see and obviously players have very clear opinions, don't they, of each other. And then he goes and say, you know, it'll be nice in Portugal as well. It'll be very <laughs> yeah. tough. So I think they're looking forward to that from, you know, kind of get their fitness up as well.
1: Yeah, and Ricketts was obviously really positive. He was he got said he's been getting better during my time here, which is true. We reflected that last season in yeah. his improvements after Christmas. And um he's obviously bought into what they're trying to do there as a club. Delighted to sign him um because of his performances. He has brilliant desire, can run, jump, tackle pass, he's eager to improve and he came in as an Only player and deserved this new contract. So a massive year for him last year. Um and and everyone's very high him at the football club you, you hear what the players say about him he's, he's someone that's destined to go on to better things I mean I'll be honest with you I think he's good enough that there's no way he'll be here in three years time someone will almost no. we'll certainly make a decent bid for him at some point but we're protected now and, and someone's got to come with a sort of slightly bigger checkbook than they did before so good work chief use on on being able to convince him that that's, that's the way forward really.
0: Yeah no it's good it's obviously he buys into Obviously, Sam Ricketts' his ideas, obviously, the John Pitts piece, and, and obviously the way this, the whole club is set up, so they'll see buys into that, which is good. Um, I think, yeah, as you said there, you'd imagine coming in from non league, he wouldn't have been all the higher earners, so you imagine he's probably on a you know more of a uh, an average a solid average league one wage, which is great for him and his family, yes. and also yeah we're protected, so it could win, wins all around really
1: yeah, I think so. I almost almost certainly he'll be captain next year, I mean, I know we've got some experienced pros, but it seems like he's the player we're building around, so that would yeah. be that'd be my uh, heads up for next year so and
0: if we and if we play with like two central midfielders in this, with you know, you don't. Yeah. You know, a few fans have been saying we need to, like, you know, back rant about Grant, about defensive midfielder, but oh, I wouldn't like us to play a defensive midfielder with three central defenders. That's really defensive. No, um, but I'd like, like to have, have one. Athletic. <laughs> I think it's good to have one in the, in the squad to have that option if you want to play four at the back or whatever. But yeah, you know, or you want to see a game out. But, mm. You know, starting a defensive midfielder and. Three cents defenders is oh. pretty defensive. Oh, great. Um, great. So have an athletic centre midfielder who can get you know who can do some good mileage is um, key for, for, for being being happy a successful team. I think
1: good stuff. So there we go. So three three and one out wasn't it? And uh, a new signing this week. So maybe we'll see similar numbers next year. I mean, obviously we'll come to this in a bit, but they are in Portugal, so maybe we won't see so many signings over the next two days. while they're bed in there, or maybe they, they announce some of the people have had on trial you know before they go to Portugal because otherwise someone will see photographs and they'll have to fess up for it. So so who knows? They might even take some trials to Portugal. I don't know, but. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week, Ollie, and, and, and we'll wrap up the signings there and move on to some of the questions we had from fans and the, the other sort of Shrewsbury Town news.
0: So, um, so some questions from the fans. and Thanks for sharing those. So these questions were shared on Twitter, and uh, I don't really ask questions in the Shoesby group um, because I don't really want to spam the group um so basically if you want to kind of get in contact with us probably the best way two best ways or three best ways are on Twitter is probably the best, yep. and then I've got a, a, a we've got a Facebook page for this podcast, and people reply on there, and also getting a few responses on Instagram as well. But Instagram is more just for like yeah photos and stuff. But yeah, if you want to have a debate, and there's been a lot of debate, and there continuously is on Twitter. Yeah, join there. So yeah, question: it's
1: probably, f- it's probably just worth pointing out on Twitter, Ollie, that sometimes people get confused, but you run our soundcast yeah. account, don't you? And so generally, yeah. it's your, your viewpoint, and I'm sure that by now most people know that I'm at Blue and Amber Fanzine on Twitter as well. So was, you'll normally see both of us talking on the Salukcast yeah. threads. Um, so yeah. Yeah, definitely get involved. We have some really good questions, and yeah, go on. What's the first one we had, Ollie?
0: Yep. So from Sy Bennett, um, a to you, Glenn. So, which member of the younger players coming through will you will you think will make the biggest impact on the first team this season?
1: Uh, are we including the, the lone players as well or not?
0: No, our okay. players. I think. Okay, graduates.
1: Okay, I think I'll stick. After, I mean, it'd be obvious really, and say Sears. Um, I just I just think that once he gets over his injury, um, he's good enough to to challenge anyone we bring in really to, to for a first team place, and so I think that probably mid-season we might see him starting to win his place back and, and settle into a team there and, and yeah i think he, he's the one that we've got coming through next to, to stake a claim to be a first choice player every week really okay i'm
0: gonna go for a different player yeah i'm gonna go for roland okay um we haven't seen a lot of him but what i saw of him play in the um, checker trade game at port vale he looked like a really really good central midfielder yeah
1: yeah
0: um and maybe i could i don't know you never know we've got a lot of midfielders but yeah i just got the sense that we might you might see a bit of him this season
1: yeah, he's definitely got more of a challenge getting in the team as he, due to the dearth of players ahead of him. Yeah. But uh, everything I hear about him, he's he's incredibly talented. So yeah, I, I think that's the probably the two obvious ones, isn't it? There's um, yeah. there's a few others on the fringes, but we'll wait until we see a bit more of them before we comment. Ollie, um, next question we had was from Matty Beeson. Um, which positions do you think Ricketts needs to strengthen? So obviously that's changed over this week, Ollie, and yeah. I think my, I've got an obvious answer to that, which is right wing back. I think, yeah, like we talked about a minute ago, we need right right wing back balance. But have you got anything else there that you think more more? Yeah, important?
0: right wing back is definitely you know someone um, you know similar similar to Ryan Giles, someone with pace and can cross the ball and you know he can he has an attacking flair. Yeah. That would be really important. And I would probably add to that, you know, if we could sign a star a star striker, you know, maybe that's a bit harsh on Okunobeiri. Um, a doy, but you know, mm. I wouldn't say no to a really, really top class striker. You know, you know Someone like you know someone like um, you know, a James Collins esque who's gonna score eighteen goals, something like that would be superb. Um but maybe I'm dreaming. But I think in terms <laughs> of Um, I know Laurent can play, you know, off the strikers and so can Worley and stuff, but, you know, a proper number 10 playmaker Mm. in the kind of maybe Doherty mode, but maybe someone who's, you know, Doherty's a fantastic player, he's an all-round midfielder, but maybe someone who's a bit more a dribbler or can, you know, I don't know, maybe Doherty could play that number 10 role, but, you know, someone of that kind of class. Um, you know, if we get Doherty back, that would be perfect. about so there, but that I think a number ten would be good.
1: Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. I mean, we've got a bit of work to do, haven't we? Yeah? And I think that yeah. pretty much every football club will be in the same boat. But uh, that's my view on it. Uh, and the last question we had from someone called Still, Still Cho on Twitter. Um, I think I have to pronounce it. But um, where does Wally fit into three five two formation? Is he just going to be an impact sub this season?
0: Oh, it's a really good question. It's a fantastic question, and it, it's a really tough question as well because mm. I'm not really sure. Um. He's a really great player. We both love um, Waller. your mom more than us. Yes, um, more than anyone. He's a really fantastic <laughs> dribbler, but he, he can't really play at front, I don't think, because I don't think he's good enough for finisher. No chance. And I'm not sure he can really play in the number 10 role, because I don't really see through balls um, as his main strength. So, I guess we could. he could play right wing back if we were planning on being really attacking, and he's basically just going to play as a right winger. He could play off a central striker in kind of a three up front. Yeah, I've done, yeah. Um, So I think there's a few options for him there, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll ask you the question again. Is he going to be an impact sub this season?
1: I think that he will play more games at right wing back than any other position this season. And of those games, they will probably be... It depends on who we sign, but he'll either play more games at right wing back and be our first choice for a fair bit of the season, or he'll be off the bench most of the time. I think he... It very much depends on how we were strengthen there and if we get yeah. the right player. I think that Rickett sees him as a bit of a backup option there, and so if the worst yeah. comes to worst and he doesn't quite get the right player, he can just stick Wally in there for, for games and get away with it. So I, I don't see him playing in any attacking position if we're not playing with wingers, unfortunately. You know, I, I've never liked him in the number 10, so... Yeah, it could be that as he's as he's getting older, that's that's the role for
0: him. Yeah, I think one of the things I think we have to learn, and I think James Collins is a great example. We have to kind of hold everything, hold all our opinions quite lightly, because he could have a fantastic season in a number ten. You know, he, you know, he never really played there. He never know he could do a really good job. Um, it's unlikely, I think, but you never know. Um, mm. You know, yeah. we, you know, we've seen things change, and you've seen players change positions and done really well. Um, so yeah, great question. Um, I think that's one we're gonna to have to monitor as we go through the yeah,
1: season. It is because he's been such a big player for us to, to start to think about the team evolving into a, a way that he doesn't really fit into it is, is must be quite difficult for him, I suppose. But um, I like, the last question we had was from from Facebook. The other from Twitter. We had one last question from Facebook um, from Tim Lawrence, which kind of brings us back to what we were just talking about. And leaving aside what Ricketts has said, what do you think would be our best formation with the current playing squad? I'll just let you this answer this one, I you're a bit more of the tactics man, but I think you're convinced what we're gonna play, having been speak to him twice aren't you? And um, yeah, I don't know. What, what do
0: you think? Yeah, I think given that we've signed lots of central defenders, um, we're talking about <laughs> left wing backs. Um, I, it, I think it's fair to assume that we're going to play, um, you know, um, three at the back with, uh, and you can describe the rest of the team in loads of ways, can't you? You could call it, you know, three, four, three Chelsea style, or, you know, three, five, two. But I think, yeah, I think we're going to play a wing backs. And I imagine that um, given what Ricketts did last season, would I probably say, you know, not as you know, ideal squad hopefully he'll have a lot more tools and options um, in the squad that he pulls together that I imagine will play a, a range of different formations Um, you know above that two central infielders maybe number 10 maybe you know flat three like we saw at Barnsley Um, you know I think the, the, for me the Barnsley game gave me a lot of confidence and in its ability to play different styles yeah did um, the make it a match it. in the football yeah, yeah. so yeah i think i think i think it will be um yeah let's call it a three five two um and i think if you're playing two, three center backs and you know not with you know with one wing backs i think playing two strikers is positive as well
1: yep it's too early in the summer it's too hot for me to think about yeah. that question Ollie. I'll, I'll have some sort of <laughs> mental breakdown so we'll i'll revisit that nearer start of the season tim but thank you for the question yeah, and yeah ollie, ollie gave it a go um we'll just cover a few of the other bits really before we move on to talking about Saturday uh, Flags but Brian Jensen did an interview, didn't he? His first one since he joined the football yep. club, and then um, you've watched that back, Ollie.
0: Yeah. So he said, that, you know, the the training ground is fantastic. The food is really good. he <laughs> a looks... smile on his face. <laughs> um, he said, like, you know, great grass pitch, and he's quite pleased with the base. But he's got about himself. He said, you know, what can he bring? Some experience. Um, League Two to Premier League, he's played at. You know, he's, he said he's played under lots of different kind of coaches. So you know, like your more modern coaches and your old school approaches. So he feels he can mix and match his different styles. So yeah, Excellent. he's a Sounds like he's coming with a with a good um good pedigree and yeah, big shoes to fill
1: another one glad to get his wages and I I listened back to uh, Brian's interview this week just to update on a few points Um, and he was talking about generally him and um, Brian and and Sam and the chairman working on some new signings which obviously was before we announced a couple of them but I'm sure they're still doing that day in day out now for the next few weeks Um, talked about the Lincoln game which was something I I made a bit of a a, a song and dance about because it was a bit of crap really but for anyone that doesn't know our game away at Lincoln in in October I think it has been moved from a Saturday to a Friday which is a total pain in the arse because Lincoln's not the easiest to get to Um, but there was no reason from Lincoln or Shoesby really what it was and I asked the football club and to be fair they did respond on Twitter and, and gave it a reason on there and also Brian then came on and answered by saying that he'd spoken to Sam Ricketts about what Lincoln wanted to do, they'd been approached by Lincoln um, and they were happy to take an extra day recovery themselves because we've obviously got a game on the Tuesday as well so I hope it's not something that happens a lot and a lot of Shoesby or any games get moved to Fridays because Saturday 3pm is a traditional time for football isn't it um, and Brian said he appreciated that the fans prefer a Saturday game which is fairly obvious but said at this, on this occasion the decision was taken for football reasons. And one thing that I also picked up on was he said that someone else, I think, had asked us to do this, and we had yeah. knocked it back, so I think it was just talking about this one-off, which I, I was fairly happy with as an answer. I wasn't overly happy with it initially, but Brian always makes things sound reasonable.
0: So you happy with the outcome then?
1: I'm sort of happy with the outcome, but I think that the, the reason given is one I can probably live with, Ollie.
0: Yeah, I think it's a tough one, isn't it? Because we will have a competitive answer in an extra day. You know, on a personal level, as long as you can finish work and get there at okay time, it's not the easiest place to get across the country on a Friday. No, it's not. Um and I think the other team must have been miles away because he did make a point that, you know, it's not, you know, Southend or because End would be a, a disaster trying to get around the M25 on a Friday. Um, and they've done it for football reasons. And, you know, if we get the right, because all these things, they're not really Brian, in Brian's control. But, you know, if we get the right results on that Friday and that Tuesday, then mm. everyone will say this is a genius decision. Yes. If we don't, then everyone will go, well, it was, that was a waste of time. So, yeah. And, and I think it's good that they, you know, they, it was a, a, a a management decision with the club as well, so the manager is obviously involved. So, I can understand it if if it's a, a what day of the month is it? Is it is it in the winter or it's is in October? It in, some, in October, yeah. okay. It's
1: October, which is why I was a bit surprised because you know if you're worried about playing two games Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday. In October, then you probably haven't got your fitness sorted already. But, mm, uh, but Ricketts has I've, probably been burned with how last season went with that Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, but Tuesday. Ricketts, you
0: know? But um, it's not just Ricketts. Hurst used to always talk about this as well, lament the fact yeah. that yeah, you know players struggle playing those two games. You know, you have it, you see it with clubs playing in the Europa League and then struggling in the week on the weekend as well. So I think it has an impact, maybe mentally rather than just physically. But you know, again, proof will be in the pudding.
1: Dangerous precedent though. If everyone just says that and says we don't want to play Saturday, Tuesday, we're going to move all our games to Friday, or will fucking wreck football. So um, hopefully it's just a one-off and we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And, and, and to be fair, I will give Brian credit. He does these responses to fans on these various yep. questions to put things to bed and, and, and that's a, a fair reason. So um, the last thing he talked about was supporters liaison officers, which I once applied for, Raleigh, funnily enough. It got it got put out there before Brian joined and I sent my CV in to say I wouldn't mind having to go at being be an SOL, as supporters liaison of the football club because it's supposed to be a fan in that role. That's kind of the vibe of it. Um, no, no response to my letter, Ollie, as you can imagine. So um, eventually, it went to Brian. And uh, now, with the work that Mike and Roger have been doing via the Sports Parliament, but also in the background of what, what they've been doing with Safe Standing, it makes complete sense to me to give those guys the role. In all honesty, so um, Brian was delighted with it. Um, he said he can step away from the role now, and it's good to keep the relationship going with the Sports Parliament which has um, been brilliant and also talked about the fact that Mike and Roger will now have to take a role of liaising with fans of other clubs so that they can enhance their experience when they come here and potentially ex- enhance the experience of our fans when we go to away games. So a little bit more really for, for Mike and Roger to look at. And, and I spoke to, to Mike briefly about this on, on, on sort of Facebook Messenger, just asking about it, and he seemed so keen and, and talked about the extra responsibility. So I, I say I couldn't really think of two better people to do it, to be honest with you. They
0: definitely two people that the club listen to and yes. respect their opinion and know that, you know, they will be doing things and you know, they won't just be there. They'll get data and they'll get research and they'll talk to fans and they got the ears of the fans. So it's not just, you know, two people, you know, sitting in a in a in you know on their own making these ideas. And I think also the fans will probably feel quite comfortable approaching him. Approaching them, sorry. Yeah. Um, I guess will. We'll see how it happens and how it works. But yeah, I've got yeah. full confidence. This is going to be a good success. I think it's interesting as well that they start liaising with other cl- fans and other liaison officers of other clubs. So that'd mm. be interesting to see what because you know those guys are very creative. You know, who would have thought of say standing? Um, so you exactly. know, these guys are very creative. So yeah, would be interesting to see what they can come up with.
1: I mean, yeah, we'll probably we'll probably get them both on the podcast again this season and we will yep, to, to ask them a few questions about it. So um, Maybe give them ready. some
0: stick for some decisions they make. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't get a wage. I did ask, poor guys. No. They probably deserve a wage the amount of time they put into our football club, but uh, <laughs> they don't get any money. So, poor guys. Um and there we go. There was uh, a couple of other bits really. One was about going off to Portugal this week. Obviously we couldn't make yep. it, but it's probably just worth reflecting that we, we know a couple of guys go in there and we're just trying to, I've got I've got a few irons in the fire about getting someone to probably come to mine next week when they're back and just give us a sort of 10, 15 minute update about the, the Portugal movement and what the game was like in a few bits. So we should have some reflections on that next week, Ollie. Um... And, yeah, I don't know. I I suppose we had a question off Lewis Jones, which we put here, didn't we? Which was, do you think players, not part of Ricketts' plans and wanting to move on, will be part of the Portugal trip? Harsh, I know, but other clubs do leave players at home. For example, Peterborough. Four of the transfer listed players have been left behind is what they they put on their website. So can you, you know, Grant's not going to go to Portugal, is he, Ollie?
0: No. 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 And, you know, if I was a player, I wouldn't want to go. Um, If I was the manager, I wouldn't want these people there. If I was a player, I wouldn't want them there either. Um, and it's going to cost money, so... Yeah, <laughs> uh, no way would you want anyone who's not no. been part of the plans to go. Um, I think yeah, photos and things like that from that trip will probably be quite clear who's who's not. Um, yeah, who's not been who's not in the plans, and basically yeah. who's 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 free to leave.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, they'll have to announce if someone gets left behind, they'll have to say they've been left behind, and that will obviously spoke spoke the rumours up even further yeah. about whether they're going or, or not going. So I expect there to be something about Grant probably Monday uh, Monday morning to say he's not gone, and, and we'll see where it goes from there. But. Yeah, it'd be interesting. We'll see what happens next. Talking
0: week. and someone else isn't going.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Paul <laughs> well, we. Paul Lewis Cox from the paper's not going, is he? He seems yeah. a daft. You think you'd have the local press out covering it? Because the Expressive Style, who were essentially. You know the people who do the same job covering wolves have gone out to to China or something like that. I mean, that's bloody expensive, isn't it? And, and Lewis has said that the star would have let him go, so I don't know what's going on with the club and press again at the moment. But it seems a bit daft not to have him out there doing some reporting back, so that you know we get a feeling for what's going on because yeah. there'll be no there'll be no independent match report for that game, which is a bit stupid.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, people might say, oh, the club are covering it, and the club you know, when they do their reports and stuff, you know, I always view them as like almost like a primary source, like they you have know, data, yes. of what, yeah. of what de- of, you know, information, data and quotes and videos and things like that. And I have to say, Matt Burgess's videos are really good. And some of the ideas that I imagine Stuart's been putting into it has been really good. So I definitely think the output from the club has been improving, but they are not going to share opinions. They're not going to, you know, have that lighter side. Um, and it seems a bit of a shame that, um, yeah, Lewis Cox, I imagine he would want to go. Um, mm. Why wouldn't you want to go to Portugal? Um, you know, it's not like it's not like when I travel <laughs> with work goes, goes or you travel Fleetwood. with work. <laughs> well, yeah, but you you know, when we travel with work, I go to an office. Or in previous years, when I used to work in logistics, we weekend, I go to a warehouse, which is not very fun. But Lewis Cox is going to be in a hotel um, in a training ground in a, probably a lovely area of a pool. Um, I'm sure he would have actually have loved to go. Um, so yeah, it is a bit of an odd one. Maybe more will come out on this topic as we yeah. go through the season.
1: I, I just. In a local club lives and dies by its relationship with the local press, doesn't it? You know, they can yeah. they can fall out with us about this podcast because it's just two fans talking what they want about the football club. I can get that, but you know, we, we have a, a voice out there now with our fan base. But we always capture it by saying. This is just what we think, and yeah. we're reflecting what the fan base is saying. Whereas the press is a little bit different, isn't it? It's a bit more respected, obviously, than a podcast like we yeah. do. And to, to, and we to, can to... say
0: things of our own opinion, which Lewis wouldn't do. And yeah. you know, it takes yeah. Lewis. You know, it takes quite a while for Lewis to, and he's always measured to, uh, you know, criticize like the football under AScii and things like that. And uh. Yeah, you know, we've had definitely. it before, but you know, if you go back to May, you know um, when when um, Louis Cox basically does a report about Goldburn signing a new deal, and the club replied saying you could have just tweeted our tweet. Oh, I remember that. A, yeah, yeah, which is it was which which is on the sixteenth of May. So there's you know there's, there's previous here um, mm. where Lewis Cox is doing his job. He's paid by a media organization to to share content and get stories out there. Why is he going to retweet the club's tweet when it's his? his livelihood is is based on him... Basically, sharing opinion with fans and weird? Yeah, it's very bizarre. <laughs> he's
1: going to have a quiet week next week because he isn't going to have any content, is he? So? Well,
0: he's, yeah, he was, bless him. He was asking who's going, and oh, like dear. we are. So, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, and um, I'm sure more on this will come out as we go uh, through the season.
1: I'm looking forward to busy getting a job at the Shropshire Star this week, writing all the articles. Yeah, so busy, busy
0: posted on the Shrewsbury Town, uh, of Town <laughs> Facebook account with a can of store and, and his scarf. So, fair yeah, yeah, play yeah, to him.
1: I've seen a few people on their way, actually. To be fair, yeah. yeah so, um, fair play
0: to them, and I'm sure they'll have a good time.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm gutted to be missing it. In some yeah, so just for the for the for the sort of joke and laugh. Basically, category. you just got
0: absolutely levered. That's what would, <laughs> and that's what the purpose would have been to drink as much alcohol as possible, get a bit of us, get probably get sunburnt, um, eat some eat some nice food, watch a meaningless drink, game of football. Yeah, watch a meaningless <laughs> game of football. Probably chatting to ourselves <laughs> while we're drinking as much beer and more concerned about the temperature of the beer and everything else rather than the football. So, yeah, why are we going? <laughs> we
1: should set up a Patreon this summer, Ollie. Just so we've got enough money to do it next year. I'm sure everyone will fund us a trip to Portugal just to cover it. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's something to think about. But yeah, we'll have to do it next year, Ollie. Whatever happens, I reckon you get, yeah, leave, you get some annual leave saved up next year, and we'll be good to go. So, have to try. Um, there we go. So we'll just move on to the last bit, really, which is what we trailed at the start and. I got um, Justin Gill, who's one of, uh, as, we've, as you'll find out listening to the audio, um, several people behind the South Stand flags, Crowdfunder, and what's going to go forward um, in, term, in terms of that. Really, so yeah, what, what do you know about it so far, Ollie? Just yeah, so,
0: to so, it. so yeah, I saw um, um, Justin. So Justin and the guys were part of Bring Back the Logheads campaign, they, weren't definitely they? Definitely were. Yeah. Um, so they're really passionate town fans, and you know, I'd I say they have a really good um, purpose of what they try to do. Yeah. It's all about improving the atmosphere and keeping that connection and the history um, with, with the club and what the fans want um so yeah i donated um i'm sure you did as well actually yep, i, I know you did and for me from us from a, as a podcast perspective for me this is you know Sometimes we've had debates, haven't we, about what we want the podcast to be? Yeah. Um, we obviously focus on the football, but I think also the bit that I like as well is that because me and you are a little bit obsessive, and you know we keep an eye on things. This is our way of also bringing you know extra elements to the fan base. So you know, hmm. we've had Brian interviews, the interviews with Mike and Rog, different things that are going on around the club. Um, we've got a few ideas in mind, but for me, this is you know you know sharing and promoting the work of the fans. Um, and yeah, this is this is fun when we get to do these extra extra pieces as well.
1: This is exactly it. I can't. I just contacted uh, Justin. or I know a little bit. Uh, Say through the sports parliament and they bring back the loggerheads, like you said, and said, "Look, the, the podcast is here to, to promote this idea and you know the, the reasons for maybe getting people to go over there and what it's going to be next season." And so, yeah, the, the voice is here for any fan who's got any kind of project and I want to come and talk about it. You know, my doors always open um, if you live in Shrewsbury. So, yeah, anyone that's got anything that's going on at the moment that we, we've not picked up on, we normally do. Um, just drop us a line on Twitter and we'll, we'll sort something out. So, yeah, I'll, I'll play in the audio. Ollie, we had, we had a nice chat on Thursday, and uh, this will bring everyone a little bit up to speed on what's going on. So, we're here to talk about Southampton. Stand- Flags, uh, a project which has been raising some money to do something with a safe standing area next year and I'm joined by Justin Gill who is one of the guys behind the project. So welcome
2: to my house Justin. Thank you very much Glyn, <laughs> a very nice house it is too.
1: <laughs> yeah you did bump into my children who were, who were slowly getting ready for bed as you came in. but um,
2: Glynn was struggling to put them to bed. That's
1: <laughs> Fair enough, yeah I don't but that's, that's actually very true. Um, but yeah we, we've got Justin around really because we mentioned on the podcast last week about what's been going on over the summer and um, you've been a sort of a big player behind it with some other people I think in terms of w- what you were doing to raise money for, for the project and I don't know too much about it you've only sort of done a couple of press releases about the general ideas but thought it'd be a good idea to get you over and really have a chat about it in more detail so before we get into that let's start with you Justin your huge return credentials what was your first game?
2: Um, my first game was I think it was against Exeter City in 1999 at yep. Gay Meadow um, I think we played them twice at the Meadow that year I'm not exactly sure which one was my first game Um so either the first tang goal I saw was scored by, I think it was Devon White, oh, or, God. or it was an own goal. So <laughs> so obviously from then on in I was uh, I was hooked.
1: But that's enough for Shoesby Town credentials, if you saw <laughs> Devon White with an own goal in your first game, you basically were at peak Shoesby Town in your first game. So um, yeah, that, that's pretty good. And then have you got a favourite player, favourite game, and the time you've been supporting them?
2: <sighs> no, you're asking. Yeah, it's tough. I think it's I missed a lot of the classics you see. I miss I missed MK Don's away. Oh, no. I missed Everton at home. Um oh, no. <laughs> I suppose I suppose Barry in the playoffs, yeah. Charlton in the playoffs, both up there. Um, Definitely. I put the Chelsea game up there as well. I know we lost, but yeah, it's a good occasion. It was yeah, celebrating a goal against Chelsea don't yeah. do that very often. So uh,
1: no, it's good. I mean, yeah, you, you're, you're significantly a bit younger than me and Ollie on the podcast, so you don't you don't quite go, go quite as far back as us. But yeah, it's a yeah. pretty good game there. But yeah, you've certainly been going. And, you know, I've known you for a bit now, probably through the sports department at first, and probably bring back the loggerheads as well, which you were involved in, weren't you, Justin? For, yeah, through that part of it, obviously a big player in that. So we've known each other a while, and. Um, yeah, I see you at games and stuff, and I'd noticed you for a while being sort of one of the people who was trumpeting safe standing at first. So I think you were involved in a bit of the work with the sports panel on safe standing as well, weren't you?
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, well, safe standing was actually something I think I emailed the club about it mm-hmm. probably yeah. 2012-ish, <laughs> and then then out of the blue, many years later, I had an email off John Darch, who runs the safe standing roadshow. Yep. And he, he was sort of asking me a few questions and then I saw a post on Blue and Amber from Mike Davis, put two and two together and thought, oh, hang on a minute, yeah, uh, something might be going on here. So yeah, I, I was helping uh, with the crowdfunding for that as yeah. well, which obviously went really well and sort of encouraging people to come over really. I yeah. Um, yeah. mean, a few of my mates from Block 19 went over and we've... We've done our best to try and uh, lift things in the side stand a bit. It's,
1: it's been fantastic. fantastic. We, we've talked about it on the podcast a lot of times about how it's changed the atmosphere last year. And you're the drum boy as well, aren't you? Sometimes
2: very rarely, but <laughs> I have done it quite poorly. <laughs> I see the away guys doing that
1: as well. So, and, and you know, it's been good to. For you to have seen that all the way through from whatever 2012 to actually be standing there now as someone that you know you got to experience standing at the game, yeah. you are probably quite young then, and you now got to a bit of an old age. You can kind of enjoy that that more social experience, which is something that I think a lot of people have experienced and and, and really enjoyed last season. And as I said, we we think it's made a difference. So yeah, you mentioned fundraising there as well and obviously this South Stand flags thing has appeared over the summer. So yes. is this something that you and a series of the lads um who were on block nine block nine or eight, wherever you stand, were talking about maybe doing last year?
2: Yeah, there's there's been a few people in block nine. It's so, we've sort of been talking about uh trying to improve the atmosphere really, mm-hmm. what what can we do to do that? Um we started we obviously took the drum, we had a few of our own flags, um, the club also, helped us out with a few flags last season uh, just before the Wolves game. Yeah, um, We're just thinking thinking about how we can bring that to the next level, really. So, so a lad called Will Smith and, and the young drummer boy Scott Edwards okay. have, have both been uh, sort of talking about this a lot about what we can do. So, in the end, I just thought, sod it, we'll just set yeah. up a crowd funder. So much money we can get and go from there, really.
1: That's brilliant. So it seems like it's, it was an idea that's been born out of that fan culture that's developing on that, on that terrace particularly now, and you're one of those guys that's a bit of a go-getter and wanting to get involved in it. So what what's, yeah. what would you say your role is on this then? Is it sort of just trying to, to get it out there more, or I don't know?
2: Yeah, um, I set up the crowdfunder initially, okay. and the, we've also got a website and a Twitter account. So we we sort of set them up a couple of weeks and tried to build up mm. um, a bit of support for, for the crowdfunder and promote that before it launched. Um, we got a really good response with that and then yeah I've I've just been sort of since then plugging the <laughs> crowdfunder and it's sort of grown and grown and grown. Um, Will Will's been helping out with the Instagram account which unfortunately I was I was sacked as being an admin of that so <laughs> Forgetting that I was logged in on oh it and uh, chronicling a night out oh in, Al- no. in Albert's shed. <laughs> oh well never mind Instagram's a
1: social media too much for me Justin. so I'm lost in this conversation I stop at Twitter I think but yeah it's fair enough I mean it, you know, and, and we had I asked for some questions of fans and this Will Smith character who yes. you obviously know sent a message said what was your inspiration behind the crowdfunding did you work alone so obviously he was just trying to get his name out there he, he was
2: involved well Will he almost certainly is that he, he yeah. can be a media whore well, there we go I think he was on ESPN Brazil oh, right. quite recently as well as part but, of the safe standing stuff yeah oh, brilliant so he's, yeah. he's one of those oh, that's fine
1: I'm one of those as well Justin it's fine. Um, so yeah so uh, yeah. thanks for the question Will And obviously you've had, you've had your shout out now So we'll, <laughs> we'll move on But I suppose the question for Will And probably all of you then Is obviously um, For listening to this podcast A lot of this has been done through social media hasn't it And there's been stuff on the website But um, I think like myself I mean I'll, I'll say what I think The amount of money you've raised From just asking Town fans To contribute to what is obviously A, a fantastic scheme for next year Is fantastic and, and I was surprised you made that much money I, I don't know if you guys feel like You were, you were aiming for 500 originally and Yeah
2: I uh, sort of just before the crowdfund was launched I was debating whether to reduce the five hundred pound target because <laughs> we didn't want to look like, you know, a failure. Yeah. Um have egg in our face or anything like that. So in the end we stuck with it and within I think it was a day and a half we actually raised the five hundred. Fantastic. Um so we decided to just keep the crowdfunder going, yeah. uh, double the target and see if we could get anywhere near and yeah, as you've seen it's We've actually managed to do it, yeah, well, um, thanks to the support of dozens of town fans now. So
1: it's it's brilliant. Town fans always turn up when they are needed, You know, look at the money they raise for the safe stand in the first place. You know, we when there's something that will benefit us fans, I think we always turn up and, and yeah, you know, get involved in it. So I think it's brilliant. But what what's what's it roughly standing at now? You know, you've got a day left of the I th- crowdfunding. I think we're
2: dead on a thousand. Wow, I think brilliant. I think now we've hit that. I think people. Of probably yeah. you've had enough You've no. got a grand to spend now Go and do something <laughs> yeah. So
1: I mean that brings me to the next question really Because as I say When you launched CrowdFunder I read through it And I kind of got the vibe of what was going to happen But you obviously know specifics then Because you didn't quite know how much money you were going to raise yeah. um, So we had a question from, from Tom Wooten, um, Which was Is it going to be spread out across the whole safe standing area Or specific blocks And then we had a question off Chris Lewis on Twitter Is it going to be flags, banners Or just at the back all over So I think there's a few fans now Starting to think Right well what, we, what might we expect next season In terms of details
2: yeah, so our sort of first priority with that will be to buy the larger flags. Okay. So we're hoping to have a mixture of designs with that. So uh, we'll hopefully a few club legends and oh, pe- people have suggested a few designs nice. one one that i like my dad really didn't like this idea <laughs> but uh someone suggested having the scrambled egg oh, shirt yeah. design on the flag that's uh, all right yeah, it's so, iconic like isn't it yeah. so hopefully a few few interesting things like that um, don't want to make any promises <laughs> but yeah we'll be aim- aiming to have maybe a dozen or so larger flags yep. like that um if you sort of imagine the ones Liverpool having the cup, yeah, maybe could... that, that sort of thing, hopefully. Hmm. And then with whatever's left, we'll we'll try and order a lot of smaller ones and hopefully try and get people across the whole stand involved with that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a mix. It's we'll, still coming together, though, by the time of It yeah. is, yeah.
1: Okay, well, there you go. Well, as I say, you've got that extra money now, so it, I guess it means you can have a look at doing those little extra things, can't you? The, the things that will look even better. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the cop there that The overall, you know, it's interesting Because we, we've we got two sorts of sets of supporters That, that are getting the atmosphere up I And mean, we've got the traditional yeah. block 18-19 Which I'm obviously close to in block 17 Who've always done a great job And then yourselves, who this season, say, have joined in And made it so that it's just a loud atmosphere around the stadium But, you know, what what would, if you sort of characterise What the guys in that block are trying to do What is there any models or any examples Of kind of what fan bases do That you're sort of aiming to kind of replicate in a, Obviously a smaller Shusby Town way But, you know, what what's the vibe there?
2: I'm going to have to be careful how I answer this because the Shropshire star asked me pretty much the same question. Oh right, and I, I didn't read that. I mentioned German football yeah, yeah. and the headline the next day was that apparently we were, it was going to be like Borussia Dortmund <laughs> next season. <laughs> the yellow um, wall. I don't I don't want to set this up to be a disappointment. But um, yeah, I'm personally, myself and a few of the other lads in the safe stand, we we go to quite a few German games, yeah. So so we've been to... A, a lot, a lot of grounds in the Bundesliga and um, second division in Germany mm. and we've sort of seen how, how they do build the atmosphere before games, they they have all the flags out, yep. I mean it helps you can drink beer on the terraces I suppose which have, Having been to German games <laughs> myself, that is a huge benefit <laughs> it, isn't it? <laughs> it keeps people like the concourses <laughs> yeah, True enough. But um, yeah the atmosphere re- it really helps build that up yeah. before games, having these flag displays and things and closer to home you can use, watching the Champions League final and looking at the two ends, the Spurs end and the Liverpool end and seeing the difference where, you know, one, the Spurs fans have tiny little plastic flags and the Liverpool (laughs) fans have something that really looks Uh, visually impressive. Um, And I don't support either of these teams, no disrespect to either of them, but just, just the way it looks and I think it just helps the atmosphere so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can take the best from what other fans do to generate that atmosphere and that kind of fan culture. In some respects, there is a little element yeah. to it. You can't obviously replicate German football for the reasons you've just explained, but I've been to games in Austria over the last few years yeah. with our holiday. It's the same sort of vibe there as, as probably in the Bundesliga as well. So I think I think it's good, and it almost gives like fans who want to have that experience an option. You can go and stand yeah. at Block Nineteen and be involved in that tribalism against the opposition fans, or you've got Block Seven, Block Nine. You've got the safe standing area where there's going to be a different thing, and, and I think that it's been notable that there's, it definitely seems to be that there's a sort of youth culture growing up yeah. in that block that last season. Is that a fair reflection that being there week, yeah,
2: in weekend? It's, it's, it's as I mentioned, a young Scott who now, now plays the drum pretty much every mm. game in Block Nine. I know him and his mates are all that seem to enjoy themselves in yeah. the safe standing area. That's great. Um, obviously, there's people who will will want to be near the away fans, which is fair enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think what the safe standing's done, it's kind of it's provided a blank canvas so to speak um, Block 9 was pretty empty before Safe Standing came in mm. and it's kind of just given us this space where we can try, try and get this kind of yeah. culture going so Brilliant. Um, it's, it's a bit new but I think, I think people are starting to buy into it well, people in Shropshire don't like
1: new things often until it's been a few months, and then people get behind it, afraid of newness. But um, yeah, I, I think it's good. I mean, it was probably just worth mentioning the football club as well because presumably they've been very gun ho about helping out on certain things and, and supporting the idea.
2: Yeah, um, this this campaign was basically launched we didn't tell anyone that we were doing it basically <laughs> um we just set it up and got yeah. everything going and then waited for someone to ask us the best way to do it so um rob from the supporters parliament uh, got in touch with us and then and they thought okay all right they've noticed what we're doing now yeah. so i replied and cc'd in brian and yeah. a few others at the club a few others at the supporters parliament and to be fair, Brian Coldwell invited us down to, to explain what we were trying to do. Brilliant, he's good. Um, we had the safety officer there who was just you know, making sure we weren't planning on... <laughs> Fire risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just making sure that we, we were sort of keeping in touch because you know, there are certain things we have to stick to in terms of, as you said, uh, making sure the flags aren't going to yeah. spontaneously combust or anything like that. <laughs> so, yeah, they've been really good, I think. They chipped in 100 quid as well, which, oh, is, which is really nice of them. Uh, there'll be someone claiming that we could have bought a new player with that, but <laughs> yeah. personally I think it's a, quite uh, a nice little gesture. Yeah. It's probably a drop yeah. in the ocean to them. But uh, you, know, you know I do a fair
1: bit with the Sports Parliament, and we yeah. bring that out on this podcast in the club, through Brian, the Sports Parliament, and under the previous CEOs we had. That, that relationship now between supporting projects that fans are bringing forward, such as the Memorial Garden and different projects... There's just much more, you
2: know... Yeah.
1: It's a much more user-friendly interface now through Brian, and it, it seems to work a lot better. So I'm sure, I'm sure that when this sort of thing comes forward, you know, if any, anything else needs to be supported, the football club would be behind it. I yeah. Have
2: no doubt about that. Uh, and I've been back in touch with them today, now, now that we know we've definitely got this money. Yeah. Um And um, Matt and Ian in the media department have kindly offered to help out with some of the designs... Excellent. ...for flags, um because we're going to need some quite high-quality images yep. when the flags are larger, so they're helping knock some of them together I've sort of provided them with my best effort on Microsoft Paint <laughs> I was going to say and, uh, <laughs> you're the designer obviously not no, <laughs> no uh, my graphic design skills aren't particularly good so um, I've sort of passed that over to them now. And
1: yeah I mean Matt Burgess I believe has done uh, quite a bit for a few other supporters groups in terms of helping them with stuff, and, and you know there yeah. was a, some. Exa- I think there was a, a guy on Twitter this week called Kit Cub who had done some examples of what our fan cards could look like. And yeah. Matt uh, basically got in touch with me last night and said, "Let the guy know that great idea. I'm going to look at it." And so you know he's obviously using his skills for, for different items, and I'm sure yeah. he'll apply the same thing to to the flags as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'm looking forward to seeing it next season, um, Justin. I think it's going to yeah definitely again pick pick it up again. Another thing, and it's it, to me you say I, I supported safe standing from the start. I, I'm really firm behind it. I won't go there because I'm old and I like sitting down in my spot. I've been in for ten years now, and I'm sure there are lots of people like that. But I'm, you know, but even I think it's more strong for me to say, well, I won't go in it, but I fully back it. I put money into it, and I think that it's all. You know, we on this podcast wanted to say I think it's a good place to encourage people to go, and and I think you'd be say the same thing and say, look, this this could be maybe that impetus to try and come and give us a go next year.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I'd say so, and I think obviously. what we we have the advantage now of of people being able to watch the match in a lot of different ways, as mm. we were saying. Um, you can be in block 19, you can be by the away fans if that's what you want to do. <laughs> you can sit sit in your seat uh, like yourself yeah. in block 17. I still make a noise um, there, Justin. <laughs> I can't hear you. A lot of moaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so yeah, I think probably what I'd say is if if you really want to be involved with some of, some of these bigger flags and things that we're doing, then come over to safe standing block nine because i think that's where sort of the center will be yeah. but but yeah we'll be we'll be trying to cover the whole stand with this and we just want people to get involved uh, if you come in the grind and see a big bucket full of flags take one return it, return it after the <laughs> game but uh yeah take one get involved join in sing up yeah. and uh, yeah i think i think it'll be uh, looking and sounding really good
1: Brilliant. Okay, I think I think that's, that's what we were looking for really, a bit of an understanding of it. So I thank you for coming on. I suppose I'll just ask you quickly because we're going to go back to the, the the other bit of the podcast now and talk about other things. But um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on pre-season so far in terms of signings? Think we're looking heading in the right direction or worried about some positions?
2: I think I think I'm fairly pleased overall. I think the worry was that we'd be losing some key mm. players. Yeah. Um, obviously, with Norburn being signed up. Um, at the time of broadcast of this, I can hear he's still here. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. I don't think there's any speculation of him going anymore, no, which no. is good. I know Grant seems to be on his way out, but for me, he was becoming quite sloppy. Mm. Didn't seem focused. So I'll agree with that. Yeah, he, he potentially potentially won't be here. Um, his head's not in the game. So yeah. let him go if he wants to. Yeah. Um. I think I think we're looking stronger than we ended the season.
1: Can't see an asky start to next year then. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Though isn't I, it was pretty early. I, don't,
2: I don't want to make any predictions. I'll make <laughs> one up. prediction. Well, we'll have nice flags That's next good. season. That's
1: a good place to leave it. And as, as I said, Justin's never been on the podcast before, so thanks for coming on. And we'll certainly have you back on, probably, I don't know, into mid-season, probably mid-winter. You don't live too far from my house, so we'll have you over to talk about a okay. game uh, and have be a new guest for next season. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, Justin. Thank and, you very uh, much, yeah, And, yeah, look forward to seeing the flags.
0: So, yeah, fantastic. Really looking forward to seeing um, the flags in action. They um, mm, also yeah. look great from the West End. We'll make sure we post some nice photos. Um, and share those with the guys, and yeah, it should be um, it should be good. And um, yeah, fair play to them. You know, again, a bit like us. You know, kind of using their spare time um, to yeah cover the Shrewsbury. So fair play to them.
1: I did while he was here. You know, he's got a thousand pounds to spend now that the guys and I was just making some suggestions, and hopefully he did take on board um, that a nice Jermaine Grandison, you know, hundred foot flag will be really well received in the south stand. So <laughs> we'll see what he does about that, Ollie. Who? Oh, Me and you are going to constantly battle about Jermaine Grant yeah. over the years. It's I'll a front
0: running joke, but, um, <laughs> yeah, um. I think it's fair to say, yeah, fantastic work, and um, yeah, another podcast content video yeah, we've we've chatted for a while.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you're right, Ollie. Um, and we'll 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 be back next week, won't we? Depending on how we cover it, I say we'll get someone to give us a bit of an update from uh, Portugal. There's no game next Saturday, so no no preseason game next Saturday. But then after that, into the next week, there are preseason games. So yeah, we'll be back next Sunday. Um, we'll leave it there, Ollie, and we'll be back next week. Um, everyone enjoy another another week of their summer, and uh, we'll catch you next week.
0: Cheers, guys. Oh!